Okay. So, um, so you know, everything's Pashkach Apratis, where a person lives, how a person lives, it's all Pashkach Apratis. So, uh, you know, the Rishonim would call the Rambam, even his own colleagues at his own time would call the Rambam the Neshar Gadol, the Gemamish, the Rambam. So the fact that Pashkach Apratis, the Rambam, ended up and ended up living and becoming the Rambam in Egypt, the Mitzrayim, so that needs Pashkach Apratis. So, obviously, the parshas that we're in are parshas discussing how we got out of Mitzrayim. But the Rambam becomes the Rambam in Mitzrayim. So let's discuss a little bit of that Indian of, you know, the, the Rambam is living in Mitzrayim, both in Halacha, and we'll see in Panemius what that tells us about the Rambam and some other larger Inyanim that might come from it. So just to get a little bit of a background, if you take a look at Maramukha number one, so you have uh, Maramukha here if anyone needs. <coughs> so just to get a little bit of an issue, what the, what the Halachic issue is with the Rambam living in, uh, in Mitzrayim. So the Rambam himself in Hilchas Malachim, in Parakei Halacha Zion, writes the following thing. The Rambam says, Mutter lishka in that a Jew is allowed to live anywhere in the world. You know, obviously Eretz Yisrael is amazing, but you're allowed to live everywhere. Chutz me Eretz Mitzrayim. Except for Egypt. A Jew is not allowed to live in Mitzrayim. It's interesting. This is not usually how the Rambam, what the Rambam does, but the Rambam says, and of you, you should know how serious it is. That the Torah repeats this idea of, the, of there being a prohibition of not living, not living in Mitzrayim three times. Even though the Rambam, in his Shita in Sefer Mitzvahs, when, when the Torah repeats itself a few times, he doesn't count each one as a separate mitzvah. It's just for added you know, intensity, that you should know it's a serious thing. And the Rambam doesn't really do this with other mitzvahs to say how many times it's, it's, it's mentioned. But over here he says, yeah, it, sa- it says it three times. It says, Lo'isasif and lo'ashuv b'terach hazayid. Hashem says in one pasuk, don't return in this path again, and others don't go back to Mitzrayim. It says another time, you should never see it again, you should never see Mitzrayim. And also, regarding the Egyptians, you're never going to see them again. So, it says the Rambam, these are three times where the Torah is repeating this Isser, you're not allowed to be in Mitzrayim. So, that's what the Rambam writes. So, that obviously raises an issue of not only the communities in Mitzrayim, but the Rambam himself. Now, the truth is, is like this. This sugya of not living in Mitzrayim and the prohibition of not living in Mitzrayim, we're not going to go into so much right now, but just you should know that this is an issue that really is uh, mostly an issue in the Rambam himself. I'll tell you why. Most other Rishonim, when they talk about this mitzvah, they always give qualifications. They say that it's not, because all the Rishonim deal with this problem, which is that we've had Jewish communities in Egypt. And the Gemara references Alexander Yishon Mitzrayim, this huge Jewish community that was there, this big shul, famously. And so the question is, again, uh, how could you have Jewish communities in Mitzrayim if Lamaisa, if Lamaisa, there's this prohibition of not living in Egypt? So most Rishonim give qualifications. Most Rishonim would say, well, listen, the only issue of living in Mitzrayim is if, for example, some say uh, Mitzrayim nowadays doesn't exist anymore because the Egyptian people, Sancher, already mixed everyone up. So it's not about the place, it's about the nation. And the nation doesn't exist. Okay, that's one approach. Another approach, many Rishonim say, is that it has to be only if you're moving from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. From Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, which is like the backwards of what happened from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. If you go the other way, the other way, from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, specifically that's where the issue is. But if you're moving to Mitzrayim from Canada, it's not a problem. Other Rishonim give even more qualifications. They say, even then, it's not, it's not only from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. You have to take the exact path of Klai Yisrael in the desert going back to Mitzrayim. It's like literally... Reverse. That's the issue. Obviously, those issues are not uh, going to be practical. Huh? That's the Messiah's were mentioned, according to the Mishnah, right? 
But all of that is very nice, and it explains how you could have a community in Egypt and so on, according to most Rishonim. But the Rambam that we just read, that's all he writes. So the Rambam, if he agree, if the Rambam held that, first of all, uh, the issue is the nation of Egypt, and the nation doesn't exist anymore, he should mention that. If the Rambam held that it's Dafka from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, he should have mentioned that. If it's Dafka specifically from Eretz Yisrael, through all the Masais, all the different steps along the way in the desert back to Mitzrayim, then certainly Rama should have mentioned that. The fact that Rama just says one sentence, you're allowed to live everywhere except for Egypt. It means that the Rambam held no qualifications. Egypt is a problem nowadays, and no matter where you're coming from and how you got there, it's a problem. So as far as the Jewish communities over there are concerned, you could say, like the other Rishonim, but the Rambam himself is an issue. So if the Rambam didn't live in Egypt, okay. So he holds that everyone there is fulfilling, you know, is violating prohibition. But the Rambam himself lived there. So what's going on? So if you take a look at Marmokka number two, <coughs> this is from a Sefer Kaft of Ferech. Kaft of Ferech is a, has, it's a fascinating Sefer. It's written by one of the Rishonim. Um, he was a traveler. You know, he traveled to Eretz Yisrael and this Rishon uh, from Europe. And he wrote a whole Sefer about Eretz Yisrael, the, the geography of Eretz Yisrael, the halachas of Eretz Yisrael. It's uh, the first of its kind. So he writes the following thing. It's in the fifth parak of Kafta Beferach. The Shemati B'Mitzrayim. I heard, I heard something from Egypt. Mipi Rav Shmuel Zal from the great Rav Shmuel Shmuel Hanagid, was a, grand, a descendant, great grandson, I think, of the Rambam. Echad Ben Nebanu Shal Rambam, one of the Rambam's descendants, and he heard the following uh, Messiah from this Rav Shmuel. Shekesh Shaharam Hayechaisim Shmai Bigeres. That their taki is no good answer. That the Rambam himself, when he would sign letters, uh, when he ever wrote a letter, he would write shluch. When he when he wrote a letter, he would sign Hayimisayim. He would say that he would sign off the following thing: Hakaisiv, the author of this letter, Ha'ayver B'Kolyon Gimelavim, who violates daily three prohibitions on himself. Meaning, what's the three prohibitions he's talking about? The three pro, the three times the Torah says, "Don't live, in, don't live in Mitzrayim." So this is what the, the Kafzer Ferch says. That's what he heard talking from Shmuel Naga. The Rambam says, "Yeah, it's, uh, it's talking a problem." So, what does that mean? So he says like this: Amarti loy. So the Kafzer Ferch says. So I told Rabbi Shmuel, "Derech You know, obviously this was bothering the Mishpacha, you know, because they were still there. So he had a little chatzin nechama that Shema Haravzal Hayemuchrach Lamisham. That it could be, it was an Inus. Taka was an Inus. It wasn't. It was against his will. He had no choice. He had to be Mitzrayim. Because he was the doctor, as we know, to the to the Sultan over there. So he had no choice but to stay. And the Kaftavirch goes on to quote a bunch of Gemaras that we do find precedent to this in the Gemara that you would have certain Amaroyim that were Kroyve Lamalchos. They were very close to uh, the government, maybe not as doctors, but other other capacities, and they would uh, grow their hair in a non-Jewish way, they would uh, wear non-Jewish clothing. Why? Because it was seen as, as something like a necessary position in order to help Klai Yisrael. It could be a matzav of pukuch nefesh at some point, and so now you have a person in, inside, you know, has an in with the government, it's important. So, says the Kaftar Eferch, it could very well be that that's the, uh, at least part of what's going on, is that there was a shtikal oinus over here, the Ramasso is like, okay, I'm in this position, I can't uh, leave, because maybe, you know, it's necessary uh, for me, for the Jewish community, for there to be someone, uh, someone there. So even though the Ram himself says, yeah, it's a, it's a problem, but it was a shtekulainus. Okay. Now the Achreinim, you know, when they discuss this sugya, they say that, listen, the Kavit is, is, is most likely, certainly, it's chatzin nechama, it's only chatzin nechama, because halachically speaking, there's really not much wiggle room, because Ram doesn't give any heterim at all, it's just, it's just straight up. So you have to say something along these lines that... 
Ram had no choice. It's something like that, especially based on that tradition that he, assembled, that he himself is, is, right, is signing the one that violates a prohibition, uh, three prohibitions every day. So clearly, you have to say something along those lines. But what we do find is a very interesting approach uh, suggested by a couple of Achrayim to fill in the other half of the Nechama, right? Because, see, with this, even though this is the primary heter that the Ramam used, which is, I have no choice, and Kalayisro needs me, so, so the truth is, he got to in the first place, his family moved there, so you can say, okay, listen, he was a kid, what is he supposed to do, you know? And even then, the reason why it's only Chatzin Nechama is because... Uh, Okay, listen, you could uh, find someone else to replace you. Yeah, there, there's, do you have to be... Do, yeah, exactly. So, so there's got to be something else going on, stopping the Rambam from wanting to live anywhere else. Stopping the, so if, you, if the Rambam, for some reason, didn't want to live anywhere else, now it's sort of like, I'll rely on the oinus that I have. So, what's, so there's another element over here. Yeah, why don't we have this written anywhere? Right? So it sounds like there's something more mysterious going on. So it's, 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 uh, it's very strange. It's very strange. Isn't it that while he was there, was helping Jewish causes also? Certainly, certainly. But again, you could, you could say, well, I saw there, there'll be Jewish causes in, uh, in Morocco that uh, he could help. You know, again, it's a chatzin nacham. It's a chatzin nacham. It doesn't fill the whole thing. So there, there is another element, and it's fascinating. If you take a look at Marmokka number three, okay, this is going to be where it's a little bit more... Uh, Timely to, to the season. There's a Gemara Navadizar Yud Bezim et Aleph. Okay, the Gemara quotes, it's based on a Mishnah that's earlier, but the Brysa says it a little bit more clear. Ton Rabbanim, the rabbis taught, Ir Sheyesh Ba'avadizar. If you have a city that has an Avadizar inside of it, in other words, uh, there's a city that has, that has a church, there's a city that has a temple. So, Osuli Khan is the one is pro- pro- prohibited from entering into such a city. And even just to pass by, even to go into that city to get to a different city on the route, you're not allowed to go into such a city. A city that has Avaidazar in it is completely off limits. Now that's, that's a shocking statement. Why? What does that mean? So Rashi interprets the Gemara, it doesn't mean simply like that. If you take a look at Marmokka number four, Rashi says like this, right? What does it mean a city that has an Avaidazar in it? Rashi says, doesn't just mean that, it, that in the city somewhere there's a temple. It means, and it means there's a temple in the city, and today is the holiday. Today is the day of celebration for that of Zara, and the whole streets are paved with uh, decorations for it. The whole, the whole city is like overtaken by the Avod Zara. So then, on that, says the Brisa, a Jew is not allowed to enter such a city, or even to use the city as a as a, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a derech to another city. Why? Says Rashi, because says the, again, Rashi is saying that it's a day of, it's a day of a big, uh, you know, avoid of that day, and there's a pilgrimage from all surrounding cities to go to that city to celebrate, and if on the pilgrimage you have all the, uh, you know, all the avdi avadizar and ayidala that's going, doesn't look so good, right? It looks like maybe he's talking going to celebrate too. So therefore, it says Ramar sign. Therefore, it says Rashi. That's what the Brisa means. So even though it says in a city that has an Avadizara, you're not allowed to enter, doesn't mean uh, always it means. A city that has an Avadizara and that day is a day of celebration. And everyone is, and there's a pilgrimage from surrounding areas to that city. Then a Jew is not allowed to go. Jews not allowed to go. By the way, Allah, because of that, the Rishonim actually quoted Yushalmi like this, that the Rishonim say, since this is the issue of Mar Sayin, so say the Rishonim, that's only if you are a visitor. And like you, see, you clearly are just, 
you know, another visitor, uh, uh, you know, a foreigner, like all these other foreigners that are coming to the city for a pilgrimage, then it looks like, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, coming uh, on the Alil Regal over here, you know. But if, said the Rishonim, if you're a citizen of that city, then it's not Marasayan, because if any, anyone asks, you say, that I live right there, you know what I mean? That's not, uh, that's not called, I'm not, I'm pilgrimage, I'm not visiting, I, this is where I live. That's what it is. Now, by the way, the, just, uh, we don't have this inside, but, uh, the Rush, for example, when he when he talks about this halacha in the Zara, he quotes Rashi that it's a Marasayan issue, and he quotes that many Rishonim had an issue with Rashi because, fine, we agree that it's a Marasayan, but you're going to be chayshid a yid of going to serve Avodah Zara, like it's a little bit of a far-fetched thing. I, I yes, this this city is a day of celebration that's going on, and there's a lot of non-Jews, you know, going on pilgrimage, and you have a yid with a, from a yid who's going with the beard and pay as he's going, you're gonna. You're going to think that his mom is going to serve by the czar. It's a little bit like even Marasayan has its limits. You know, what are the odds? So the rush, the rush brings down a Rabbeinu Yoyna, for example, that qualifies it further, that maybe it's not just that it's a day of celebration in that city. The, the Rabbeinu Yoyna says, and maybe the Mishnah, the Bryce is talking about where there is a specific uh, yurid, there's a specific um, fair, like business-wise, a market that was opened on that day in that city, Lekavid, by the czar. So now already you can say, okay, maybe uh, even a Frumayid would not, he's not going to go to church, he's not going to the temple to serve, but there's a business opportunity to go, uh, you know, bring some, sell his wares and buy things, even though, and the guy will think to himself, listen, I'm not serving Avaidah Zara, even though you can't go to such a fair because the fair itself is set up, look, covet Avaidah Zara. So that, that's, that would be a Mara sign that, that Rabbin Yoyan says, maybe that's what it's talking about, not just to serve, but at least to go to that fair. True. Yeah. So, so that's the Rishonim say that that even even to, for for anyone even to think that a Jew is going to mamish serve by the Zara, that Rabbi Yehuda says is far fetched. To think that the Jew is going to the fair, which is a covenant by the Zara, that uh, that maybe. So that's that's. Yeah, no, Echanami. But I'm saying, but that again, that's that, that, that that's the machlokes between these Rishonim. Are we going to be concerned about mamish serving by the Zara in such a way? Or are we just more concerned about uh, going to a fair and so on? But either case, whether it's Rashi or Benyayna, that's how they're interpreting this Bryce. It doesn't mean a Stama city with a temple in it. It means there's a city with a temple, and it's the day of, of uh, its festival, and maybe there's a huge fair going on because of that. And then a Jew is now allowed to go into such a place because it doesn't look good. Chshad, Marasayin, people will think that the guy's going either to serve the Avadizara, to do business over there, Lakavad Avadizara. So that's where it doesn't look good. Yeah, these yeah. things. I mean, nowadays we'll see it. Minigabe saying the dam already for sure in America, but the, but back in the day it was a real zach. This is all Rashi and Rabbeinu Yain. The Rambam is not like that. If you take a look at Maramokah number five, the Rambam in Parasha Mishnah, he when in Rambam in his commentary to Mishnais when he quotes again, like I said, this is a brisa, but it's based on a previous Mishnah. So the Rambam over there talks about this Mishnah. He says like this: Lefisha aser likanes leir sheyesh b'avodazar. Says the Rambam, no qualifications, none of this. The Bryce and the Mishnah means simply a city that has in it the temple for Avodah Zarah, a Jew is not allowed to even enter such a place. And certainly not allowed to live there. If you can't even enter such a thing. The And certainly not to do business in such a place. The whole city is Mamash off limits. Therefore, writes the Rambam, you should know, any city 
of a country. That has in it, uh, he's playing the word base tefila, base tefila, house of, 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 of disgusting things. In other words, a, a temple in it. Shu base akum, a house of worship for the Zara. Beloy safik, ir, oser laver babakavana. You're not allowed to even go into such a city purposefully, even to get to another place. The whole city is off limits if it even has one temple. The Kolshkin Lodabin, certainly not to live there. That's what Ramam says. Now, now the Ramam is obviously now bothered with the question, I, all of Kali Yisrael and Gullis, you're living in uh, Christian countries, or even Muslim countries, where there's some Christian uh, people there, they've set up a church. Again, this is uh, something to know. The Ramam held, we this in a few places, that Islam is not uh, Avoy the Zara. It's incorrect. It's a wrong philosophy. It's a wrong religion. But it's not Avoy the Zara. Christianity, that's already Avadizara. Again, that's maybe a debate in Rishina, but the Rambam certainly holds that's Avadizara. So the Rambam is now bothered. I, if I'm telling you, again, in Rashi and Rabbeinu Yaina, there's no prohibition of being in a city that has Avadizara. It means if there's a city that is having a festival and a fair and so on, and you don't live in that city, avoid that day. Don't go to the city that day because it looks like Marasain. The Ram is saying that's not what it means. It means any city that has a temple in it, the whole city's mamish muksis. The whole, thing, the whole thing is off limits. So how could you have Yidin live in, uh, in Christian lands and even Muslim countries that certainly has a small population of Christians that they're going to set up a shtibel somewhere? So how do you do such a thing? So it says the Ram, Avlanach nutachas The answer is, Sanoinus. We have no choice. We're, we're under their authority. And we're living in their countries. Uh, even, by the way, even in Eretz Yisrael. I mean, especially in those days, right? Even now. Especially in those days, it was under the, you know, the Christians and so on. There's churches throughout the whole country. So it's not like you're going to escape this issue even to go to Eretz Yisrael. You have no choice. What are you going to do? Start uh, conquering territories and burning down churches? It doesn't work like that. So we have no choice. And against our will, it's fulfilled on us what the Pasuk says. That you're going to serve by the Zara. So what does it mean you're going to serve? You have to serve by the Zara? I mean, yeah. you have no choice but to live in countries that has a by the Zara in it and you're violating this halacha, but you sort of have no choice. It's the Chiddush of the Ramah. Based on this, a, lot, a number of Acharnim suggest that this is the other half of the comfort. And as we started with a question that the Ramah held that one, there's, a, there's a biblical prohibition of living in Mitzrayim. Without any stipulations, doesn't matter where you're coming from, what the situation is, Egypt is a place that you're not allowed to live. Jews are not allowed to live there. So how did the Rambam live in Egypt? So we saw that the Kaftar Referach writes that probably the main reason is is because the Rambam had no choice. He found himself there in a position where he could help Yidin because he was a, you know, a doctor to the sultan over there. So it's a shtickle you know, pekoch nefesh matziv, uh, theoretically that'll come up. He's in a position of authority, of help. He didn't want to leave that. Okay, listen, it's a little bit of a comfort. Find someone else to replace you. You know, is it mamish and So, for example, Yeruchim Fischl Perlau, in his Pirish on Kaftav Eferach, a number of Acharnim as well, say, maybe this is the other half of the, of the coin. Where else is he going to move to? Where else is he going to move? Most of every other country, even the Kaftar Fair, that Yochum Fischl Perla actually shows this, he, uh, he, he quotes some history books to, to actually prove it, that Egypt was unique in that time, that the, the Sultan had such a, a, a strong you know, hand over the population. There was not one church in the entire, uh, certainly the city, the, the whole area of Egypt that was under the control over there. There was absolutely no Christian presence at all. So suggests the Achreinim, maybe this is the other half of the Nechama. The Ram is in Egypt, you're right, there's a problem being in Egypt, but, you know, Lamaisa, uh, you know, it's, it's a, he's, he's doing good things over there, and it's necessary for at least someone to be there. Coupled with the fact of where else am I going to move? 
The Ram held that if you go to any country, any city where there's a, where there's a base of a desire, the whole place is us anyway. So I'm, if I go anywhere else, I'm going to be violating that Isser. That's yeah. It's true. I saw even some Achorim suggest, this is a Chiddush, I don't know if this is, a, you know, it's a big Chiddush, but some suggest that this this idea of the Rambam, this interpretation of the Rambam, that you're not allowed to live in a city that has an Avadah Zara, could be even a Daraisa. Because this there's a prohibition of of not connecting yourself to Avadah Zara. And so some Achorim suggest, even though the Rambam doesn't like the quote this halacha in uh, you know and say like shenemar, but in the context of the halachas of over there, the Rambam is talking about over there. It's it's thrown amongst the rices, so it could be tzakinis adraisa. So the Rambam himself, therefore, that's why he avoided moving anywhere else because lamaisa everywhere else was also uh, you know off limits. If you take a look at Maramukha number six, so the Rambam in Hilchas of also records this idea that he that he mentioned in Pirush Mishnah more succinctly and to the point. But he says, Even if you're traveling from place to place, a city that has an Ovedazar in it, you're not allowed to pass by. Again, it doesn't say like Rashi, oh, and it's the day of the festival. Or like Rabbeinu, oh, and it's also when they're having a special fair for it. A city that has an Ovedazar is finished. It's off limits. Okay. All right, so fine, that's the idea. So now let's, let's investigate this a little bit more in Pneumius. This idea of a city that has an Ovedazar in it that the Rambam's sheet is, the whole city is off limits. And because of that, again, that's what Achorim are suggesting, that because of that Isser, the Rambam was willing to remain in a situation where he's violating three prohibitions daily to be in Mitzrayim. Because he's, he's desperately trying to avoid this prohibition of being in a city that has a Vodazar in it. But what's the idea of this Isser? It's time to have a, we understand that, that the Pasuk says not to be connected to a Vodazar, but a city that has a Vodazar in it, like the whole city is redefined because it has a temple somewhere. The whole city is like that. It's considered to be an ear like Rashi and, and Rabbi Yaina. I understand the whole city is redefined because it's a day of the festival. So everywhere you go, you're seeing uh, signs for it, you're seeing celebrations. The whole city is overtaken by the fair, which is the cover of it. I understand the whole city is, is now in the Vedizar city. But the Rambam, because there's one temple, the whole thing is redefined. And it's such a chiddish. And number two, He's so worried about that that he's willing to be in a place of Mitzrayim that's Daraisa. Okay, so it's like this. This idea of a city being um, redefined or uh, being affected by the fact that it has a temple in it, that's on the side of impurity, right? That's what we're talking about. Avodah Zarah is a temple, a bad temple, and the whole city is being redefined based on that. We do have a parallel to this in Kedusha, which is what? the temple that we have, which is the Beis HaMikdash, and the city of Yerushalayim. Now we think of it as like this. The, on a simple level, we're going to see it's not like that, but on a simple level we think there's an idea that we have to build a Beis HaMikdash. You know, obviously a Beis HaMikdash has to be built somewhere, so obviously it's, it's going to be in some city, so it happens to be in Yerushalayim. But is there a real connection between Yerushalayim and Beis HaMikdash? Or is no. The Beis HaMikdash is connected to the Harabayas, the Temple Mount, Happens to be the Temple Mount could have been in Tiveria. Happens to be it's in Yerushalayim. Is there a real connection though between Yerush- the city Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash? The answer is yes. We see this very strongly. There's a number of examples for this, but if you take a look at um, at Maramukha number seven, it's basically Mefurish Pasuk. It's a pasuk in Sefer Malachim where it's talking about Shlomo Melch building the Beis Hamikdash, and it says like this: Hashem is saying the following thing: Men Hayoyim Asher Ami Es Yisrael And Hashem is like so overwhelmed with joy. 
Kivyachal, over the building of the Beis HaMikdash, and this is what Hashem says. From the day that I took Kal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, Loi b'charti bi'ir mikol shifte Yisrael, live nice by his liyashmi Yisham. I didn't yet, until now, I haven't chosen a city that the Beis HaMikdash should be built in. Until now that I choose Yerushalayim. In other words, what we're seeing clearly from this Pasuk, and there's a number of Pesukim like this, to tell us this idea, that it's not the shot that there's Beis HaMikdash, you've got to pick a city. So, in Yerushalayim, no, no, no. The concept is, is that Yerushalayim, there's a special Bechira, there's a special uh, a choice that the Rabbani Shalom made. This is the city that's going to have the Beis HaMikdash. There's something about the city of Yerushalayim and the connection to Beis HaMikdash. Uh, for example, even in Davening, we find this, uh, uh, when, when we, when we dochen, you know, by Ashkenaz, Manyantif, so we add, by many, many Ashkenaz, and we add the Si'arev, a special tefillah before. So the, the language over here is, V'hashev, V'hashev, let's see, V'seder HaVayda, the Yerushalayim. V'seder HaVayda, the Yerushalayim. That the Havayda should return to Yerushalayim, yeah? Yerushalayim. Should return to the Beis HaMikdash. I don't care where Yerushalayim. Let's say the Beis HaMikdash was in, was in Chavron. Seder HaVayda should return right to Yerushalayim. The answer is, yeah, there's a connection between Beis HaMikdash and Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was chosen to be the city that has Beis HaMikdash. There's a, a, there's a, a chalais kedusha. There's a defin, the definition of Yerushalayim is the city that has Beis HaMikdash. That's what Yerushalayim means. It's not just Stamis city. This is the city that has Beis HaMikdash in it. You find this in Halacha. Take a look at Maramuk number 8. There's a Gemara that talks about, it's a whole sugya, about let's say the, the Bezdin in Yerushalayim, the government, wants to expand the, the borders of Yerushalayim. So any other city, if you want to expand the borders, it's just a legal process, whatever. You officially put it on the books that, uh, that uh, Tzfat is now bigger, whatever. But Yerushalayim, there's a lot of halachas that, that come with Yerushalayim. Eating Maizir uh, Shani, Kodshem, there's a lot of halachas with Yerushalayim. So, huh? So, yeah, there's uh, different things. There's an issue, right. So, so the question is, how do you expand, halachically speaking, how do you expand the borders? Of Yerushalayim, so there's a whole process, there's a whole ceremony. If you but take a look at to, to yeah, so the play, the Harbi is for sure, Harbi is for sure. But now we're saying even the whole city of Yerushalayim, the city no, of Yerushalayim. But that happened to be in Yerushalayim, so it could have been in Tveria. It has to be in Yerushalayim. Uh, so, so we're, we're and we're showing that that's the definition of Yerushalayim. Is that Yerushalayim is a city that was chosen to have the base of Mikdash. Take a look at Marmok number eight. The Rambam in Hilchas Beis Avachira, in Parak Vavalach Yubeis, describes how you expand Yerushalayim. So he says like this: Vekate said, "Mesif in Aliyir." How do you add to the borders of Yerushalayim? So it's the whole thing. Eisen Bezdin Shtei Taidus. Bezdin brings two uh, Thanksgiving offerings, two Taidus, and it's a whole thing. Baholchin Bezdin Achashetah. There's a whole ceremony, there's a whole parade that Bezdin with Kahanim have a procession around the new borders. They go around the city over the new borders that they want to that they want to establish with these carbonas. and they have uh, you know musical instruments with them and some with levium. And I'll call pino pino every particular landmark around the new borders that they want to establish. They make a stop. I'll call Evan over these stones or every demarcation point in the new borders. and they say a capital tellem. Which capital? Arim chashem kidulisani. In other words, the capital of Mizmashir, Chanukas Habayis Ladavid. The capital that we pick in order to expand the borders of Yushalayim is a capital which is about building Beis Hamigdash. Mizmashir, Chanukas Habayis Ladavid. The Dalmach said that capital when he was establishing the, the, the foundation of Beis Hamigdash. 
That's the capital that we say when you expand Yerushalayim's borders. I, I can pick a lot of capital that talk about Yerushalayim. Why are we picking the capital that talks about Beis HaMikdash? The answer is that's where Yerushalayim is. Yerushalayim is not a city stam that has the Beis HaMikdash in it. The definition of Yerushalayim is this is the city that's been chosen to have Beis HaMikdash. More than that. Deep, now let's go a little bit deeper. This inyan of the connection between Beis HaMikdash and Yerushalayim is not just like a, a, you know, a qualification. This is the, the essential kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash and the essential kedusha of Yerushalayim are literally one and the same. Take a look at Marmakim number 9. The Rambam also in Hilchus Beis of Echir Perik Vav is, brings down his uh, famous opinion, which is that even after the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash took place, the kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash still remains. That's what the Rambam says famously, that even nowadays, you know, the, if a person goes into the part of the Harabai, so you're not allowed to go to if you're Tomei, it's Mamish Kares the same way as it was with the Beis HaMikdash proper, even though other areas of Eretz Yisrael, once, once there's Golas, maybe those areas were not, uh, you know, they don't have the Kedush anymore, but Beis HaMikdash has the Kedush forever. The Rambam says, not just Beis HaMikdash, Yushalayim also. Yushalayim has a kedusha to it, going back all the way to Shlomo Melech, all the way going back to the beginning. Why? Why is it that Beis Hamikdash and Yushalayim those kedushas remain, although the rest of Eretz Yisrael maybe not? So it says the Ram like this: Marabok number nine. The kedushas Hamikdash v'Yushalayim is with Neishchina. The answer is because the kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash and the kedusha of Yushalayim are one kedusha. And what is that? What is the source of that holiness? The divine presence. And the divine presence never left, although there was a destruction of the place, the divine presence never left. In other words, this is what the Ram is telling us, is that there's something, it's not just, there's Beis HaMikdash, there's Yerushalayim, and now we've seen, oh, and Yerushalayim is special because it has a Beis HaMikdash. No, no, no. That is, that is a definition of Yerushalayim. The, the, the Kedush of the Beis HaMikdash is mispashet. It, it, it expands itself throughout the city of Yerushalayim. When you enter into the city of Yerushalayim, the kedusha that you experience in the city of Yerushalayim is a residual effect of Beis HaMikdash. You are, you, are, you are literally entering into the atmosphere of Beis HaMikdash. Just like we saw before, when they expanded the borders of Yerushalayim, what capital do they say? Mizmer Sheer Chanukah Sabayasa David. Because on some level, when you expand the borders of Yerushalayim, you're expanding the borders of the, of the effect of Beis HaMikdash. That, that's what Yerushalayim is. That's what Yishlam is. So Ramam says, Varehu Oimer, the Pasik says, again in Marmokha number nine, Vashimais is Mikdashem. That Hashem says, even if I destroy the Bisa Migdash, it's still the Bisa Migdash. Vamur Khachamim, the Khazal say, Afal Pishashaimin, even if the Bisa Migdash is destroyed, the Kdushasan Hainaimdim, the Kedusha still remains. Okay, but that's the Bisa Migdash. What about Yushalayim? Says Ram, same thing. Same thing. Yushalayim is just an extension of Bisa Migdash. The, the city of Yerushalayim was, the cho- was chosen to be a city of Beis HaMikdash. That's what Yerushalayim is. That's what Yerushalayim is. <clears throat> now, in the side of Kedusha, this is why we find such an idea that although the Rambam wouldn't say that it's an obligation, no one would say really it's an obligation, but we do find an unbelievable maila of not just living in Eretz Yisrael, if a Jew is able to live in Yerushalayim. So, for example, the, uh, the Mishnah says in Ksubis that Hakol Malin Yisrael, that if a husband and wife have a disagreement about, you know, one, one, of the cup, one of the couple wants to move to Eretz Yisrael, the other one doesn't, assuming, you know, everything is kind of even in terms of Parnassah and things like whatever it is, you know, it's just a matter of where do you want to live, what, you, what your preference is. So the Lach is, technically speaking, they should 
they should figure it out. But <laughs> if one wants, if one, if one is willing to force the other, technically the one that wants to go to Eretz Yisrael has the upper hand. And says the Mishnah, and a kol malin Yushalayim. And if within Eretz Yisrael one of the couples wants to go to Yushalayim, the other one doesn't. The halach is technically the one that wants to go to Yushalayim has the upper hand. There's an Indian of living in Yushalayim. More than that. The, the, you know, I mentioned before Meister Shani, right? That if a person's a farmer is somewhere, you know, in the Negev or whatever, you know, and he has, uh, uh, he has agriculture and so on, there's a tithe to give off, and th- this Meister is taken off, and he has to eat this particular tenth of the produce in Yerushalayim. Or if he can't make the produce there, he redeems it on money, and he, uses, and he spends the money on food in Yerushalayim, he has to make his way to Yerushalayim. Why? So the Pusik, it's a, it's a Pusik. The Pusik says the reason why you, there's an idea of Maeser Shani that every farmer has to spend some time in Yerushalayim, you know, in order to eat uh, that particular part of his produce, is in order that he should see the Shekhinah Daisha, he should see Hashem's presence, and he should become a God-fearing Jew. That's what the Pusik says. If you take a look at Marmokin number 10, Taisus in Baba Basra quotes a Medrash, and Chaf Aleph Amid Aleph, the Medrash says, Kiddarshina B'Sifri, the measure says, that the whole idea of Maeser Shani is that a Jew should spend time in Yerushalayim and become a person of Yer Hashem, a person of Yer Hashem. Godel Maeser Shani says the Medrash, and that's where you see Maeser Shani so amazing, that it brings to learning, davening, it brings to Havad Hashem. Why? Because what's Maeser Shani? Maeser Shani is you have to spend time in Yerushalayim, you have to eat your produce in Yerushalayim or to spend the money that you redeemed it on in Yerushalayim. Until he finishes eating his Maeser Shani. And what does he see in Yerushalayim? He sees Beis HaMikdash. He sees Yidin that are devoted to Avodah Hashem in the Beis HaMikdash. He sees Kahanim, Wubah Avodah. So that inspires him. So let me ask you something. If the tachlis is of, of Maeser Shani is for the Jew to be able to see Beis HaMikdash and to be influenced by the atmosphere of Beis HaMikdash, then go one step more. Let the mitzvah of Maeser Shani is eat Maeser Shani in Beis HaMikdash. No, it's enough. Just eat Maeser Shani in Yerushalayim. I, the point is to see Beis HaMikdash. The answer is Yerushalayim is Beis HaMikdash. Yerushalayim is, a, is an expression of Beis HaMikdash. Breathing in the air of Yerushalayim is breathing in the air of Beis HaMikdash. Of course, seeing the Beis HaMikdash proper is going to be that much more intense. But the whole Indian of Hiskashras to Beis HaMikdash take, takes place with Hiskashras to Yerushalayim. It's one Indian. It's one Indian. This is all on the side of Kedusha. So now what do we see in Kedusha? That a holy temple is not just a temple that resides within a city. The city of the temple, Beis HaMikdash, is redefined based on the temple. The whole, the whole city is a city of that temple. It permeates the air. The whole air is the air of the Beis HaMikdash. That's in Kedusha. Zalu mazeh sa'olakim. Hilchas of we find this in many situations, that the Lachas of always parallel the Lachas of Kedusha just on, on the other side in the negative. If in Kedusha we have this idea that the, a city is redefined and is saturated by the, Kedu, by, the, by the temple that's within it, in Kedusha, so much so that there's an Indian of living in Yerushalayim, and uh, Maeser Shani is in Yerushalayim. If you could get to Yerushalayim, the Mamish get to Yerushalayim would be Kavaldik, is even more than anywhere else, being in Yerushalayim, just breathing in the air of Yerushalayim is Mamish, breathing in the air of Beis HaMikdash. Then says the Braisa, Zelu Mazah, on the opposite, Ir Shayesh Zara, Asa what does it mean? A city that has an Avodah in it. So Rashi and Rabbi Yana said, who cares? It has an Avodah in it. Okay, whatever. If you want to tell me it's the day of their festival, it's the fair, it's Marasayin, I get it. Says the Rabbi, no, forget all that Marasayin. You're breathing in the air of a city that has Avodah in it. 
You're breathing in such air. The Rambam in Pirsha Mishnah, if, uh, I didn't quote this, but at the end, he says that if there's an issue of being in the city that has an Avadizar, all the more so it's an issue of being in a temple, you know, to actually walk into, uh, into a church and so on, a house of Avadizar. And the Rambam even says a Lashen, I didn't quote it, it's Chaval, I should have quoted it, but the Rambam says a Lashen that it, it's almost as if you would say, says the Rambam, it's a funny thing the Rambam would write this, it's almost as if you would say, it w- it's, it's even usher to see a church. That's what Rambam says. Forget being, even to see it. Such a thing? If because that's, that's what's going on over here. If by breathing in the air of Yushalayim, you're breathing in the Kedush of Migdash, by breathing in the air of these other cities, you're breathing in the Tumah of that, that base of Adizar. That's what the Rambam said, that by being, we have no choice, obviously because of Golas, we're living in cities that have, that have Batei of Adizar, says the Rambam, and that's what it, the Pasuk says, Avad you're serving of Adizar. What do you mean I'm serving of Adizar? I'm just living in a city that has of Adizar in it. Yeah, but you're breathing in the air. It's a poison. You're breathing in that, that air. It's a, that's the Chiddush of the Rambam. So it's interesting. So it's interesting. I, I don't know in halacha whether we make distinctions between, you know, the the coin gadol over there, you know. As well. I, I don't know. It's like defined based in it. L'chaira, you could definitely make such an argument. That's that's not worse than just a particular place that has a right. So that, that, that the, the Rambam does say that. Right. The truth is, it, it is interesting that there is there is another halacha. The halacha is that when a Jew, uh, you know, when we when we uh, when a person moves into a city, so there are certain things that in halacha that the city should have in order to allow yourself even to live there. Uh, it should have a doctor. It should have a mikveh. There's certain in halacha. It's a gemara babasra. One of the things that it says that a, that a city should have to you know that it should be a Jewish city is that it should have a beis haknesses. Ramesh Feinstein talks about it. He says that that does, and the, and the way he, he sees it in the Rambam is that the Rambam says it's not just enough to have a shtibol. You have to have in the city a, a, a shul with kedushas beisaknesis, right? Because a lot of times you build a shul, it's with conditions. It's not really a shul. It's just a place where people, place where people come to daven. But, but no, the, every city should have at least one like Svardi shul, you know, where it's like a real beisaknesis without any conditions, without any stipulations. Mamashe beisaknesis. Who cares? If you, ha- you can have a shtibel in every corner, you know, it can be, you can roll out of bed and you're in shul. Like it does, you know, but no, it's not, the whole, you're not, you can't be in such a city unless there's one real shul that has Kedusha's based technesis. Yeah, because the whole city is going to be redefined based on that. That's what we're seeing in the, in the Rambam. That it, a temple redefines the whole thing. In Kedusha, based on Migdash, even a shul for every particular city, and in Zeluma, Zen Klipa, a city that has a base of Adizar is also redefined. But here, now let's get into Panimus just for a couple more minutes. The Rambam in particular is sensitive to this. The Rambam in particular is sensitive to this inyan of the, the mirror image of Yushalayim. Let's understand, by being makbid on, on the Rambam revealing this idea that Yushalayim is not Stamas city, Yushalayim is, is Beis HaMikdash, and so, much, and, and so much so that anything that is the parallel of this in Tumas to stay away from, why is the Rambam the one that's picking up on this? So this I've mentioned many times, that we have a Kabbalah from the Rishoner. The Rishoner said that the Rambam, amongst all the Rishonim, the Rambam, the Nisham of the Rambam, you, you need the Rishoner to say such a thing, but the, the Nisham of the Rambam was a Nitzas, was a spark of Dov and Amalek, the world of Mashiach ben David. That's what the Rambam was. And the Rishoner said that's why, I mentioned this before, is that that's why the Rambam was the first to do such a thing, and the truth is, really the only one to do such a thing, in, in full, which is to take all the scattered halachas, of Tarsh Balpeh, Bavli, Yushami, Medrash, and so on, and to 
bring it all together into one, uh, one sefer, you know, of Mishnah Torah. And we've had other storm like this, like the Shulchan Aruch and so on, but that's only halachas that are relevant today. For one sefer to be every halacha that's in Torah Shavalpeh, unified and brought together, that's the Rambam. Said the Rishner, that's Kibbutz Goliath. That's Kibbutz Goliath. says, in gathering Klai Yisrael into, our, into one place, instead of it being scattered throughout the world. Every Yid is a piece of Torah. What the Rambam did to Torah is reflective of what Mashiach Ben David is going to do to Klai Yisrael. Now this idea of David HaMelech and Mashiach Ben David, we find a very strong connection between David HaMelech, Mashiach Ben David, and Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is the, is the capital city of what? Of the Malchus of David HaMelech. <laughs> And the truth is, until now, what, we, what we've seen is that there's a very strong bond between what? Between Beis HaMikdash and Yerushalayim, but there's a third piece of that puzzle, and that's Malchus Beis David. Malchus Beis David is not just also, you can say, okay, listen, every kingdom needs a capital, so it happens to be the Beis HaMikdash is Yerushalayim, it's a pretty nice place, okay, that'll be the capital of Beis David also. No. Weiter, Yerushalayim is a city that's defined based on, it's the city of Beis HaMikdash, it's also the city of Malchus Beis David. We find this in Halacha. Take a look at Marmokan number 11. The Rambam in Hilchas Brachas, he's talking about the bracha in Benching, the, um, the third bracha in Benching, the bracha of Bani Yerushalayim. Right? It starts with Rachim Na, and it ends, when you want to define a bracha, by the way, just a little, to explain, a bracha is defined based on how it ends. How a bracha ends, that's what you see really what the bracha was about. How does the third bracha of Benching end? Bani Brachim of Yerushalayim Amen. Right? That's what the bracha is about. It's about Bin Yerushalayim. And what do we talk about in that bracha? So we talk about on, we talk about Yerushalayim, but we say, and on the Beis HaMikdash, the Beis HaMikdash should be rebuilt. What else do we mention in Rachim and the bracha about Yerushalayim? Malchus Beis David. We mentioned David and Melch as well, that Hashem should have compassion on the kingdom of David and it should be returned to Yerushalayim. Says the Rambam in Hilchus Brachus, and this is a unique language, it's from the Rambam himself, it's, and it's very, it's very strange, again, because the Rambam usually just says the Allah, he doesn't tell you why. This is the halacha finished. But over here, he tells you why. The Rambam says, you have to mention Malchus based David in that bracha of Ben Yerushalayim. If you skip those words of mentioning of Davin Tashem that Malchus based David should return to Yerushalayim, you're not Yaitse. You're not Yaitse. It says around why. The call me Shalayam Malchus based David bracha zu, anyone that does not mention Malchus based David in that bracha, has not fulfilled the mitzvah. Why? Because that's necessary for the bracha. To, the bracha is about Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim means. The place of Malchus based David. The full Nechama, the comfort of building Yerushalayim, is not enough to, for the state to be built. It's not enough for it to have a base of Megdash. It needs to have the return of Malchus based David. And this is something we find every day in Davani. We do the same thing. We have a special bracha. We have brachas talking about Malchus based David. Samach David, right? Samach David talks about that's, that's, that's focused on Malchus based David. And then we have another bracha that's focused on Yerushalayim. And Yerushalayim Mircha, Bracha and Tashav. But if you think about it, in that bracha that we say three times a day, there are, there are three parts to that bracha. Take a look at Marmokah number 12. First we daven that the city of Yerushalayim should be rebuilt. Hashem, you should reside in that city. That's based on Migdash. And Davin Melch should be returned to that city too with Malchus based David. Let me ask you a kasha. Malchus based David. Wait a second. In Asamach David, you're going to have a whole bracha about Malchus based David. Why are we mentioning Malchus based David in the bracha of Yerushalayim? The answer is, that's what Yerushalayim is. Yerushalayim is not just Tama city. Yerushalayim is a city that's, that the heir of Yerushalayim is the heir of Beis HaMikdash and the heir of Malchus based David. It's one Indian. The Rambam, who is the secret of Malchus based David, Mashiach ben David, 
So of course the Rambam is going to be ultra-sensitive to Kedusha Yerushalayim, the Kedusha of Yerushalayim being a place of Beis HaMikdash, being a place of Malchus Beis David, and therefore the Rambam personally, Mitzat Sharsh Nishmasai, is going to be overly sensitive to, uh, to avoid being in any place that's the Klippa version of Yerushalayim. Because again, there's an end of being in Yerushalayim, and there's, and there's avoiding the negative versions of Yerushalayim. The more, uh, God forbid, if a, if a Jew is, in the, is involved in that place that's the opposite of Yerushalayim, it, it, it's, it's, it's hindering the building of Yerushalayim. Therefore the Rambam is willing to put himself in Mamish and Oynes. That's, and that's also maybe what the Oynes was. If the Rambam felt that he's in a Mashiach ben David Indian, he can't allow himself to be in a place that's the Klippa, that's the opposite of Yishalayim. It's the, it's the negative version of Yishalayim. He has to, his whole Indian is to, is to, is to be, is to be Maccabi Zinche Yisrael, is to be the Malchus based David for Kal Yisrael and Golis. I, I can't allow myself to be in a place of, uh, of, of, of the anti-Yishalayim. So therefore the Rambam says, with the fact that I'm doing good things in, in Mitzrayim because the government needs me and I'm in a position to help Yidin and the fact that where else am I going to go I, it, it, wherever else I go I'm breathing in the air of anti-Yerushalayim I'm staying in Mitzrayim and it's all because the Ramah is, uh, that's the, the Shara Shana Shana Ramah no, should be Zaych to that day that all the Bati Avadizar should be eradicated and the Klippa of the version of Yerushalayim should be uplifted and Binyan Beis HaMikdash with Malchus Beis David should return to, to Yerushalayim Yerakadosh Amen Amen